BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. We do thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. Well, whether it was coincidence or some kind of connection, it was the 71st birthday of Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, that Hamas launched jihad against Israel. The prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, said, We are at war and pledged to wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. Israel National News reports today that rockets continue to be launched from Gaza and from Lebanon against Israel. Earlier today, Israeli volunteers, were, while searching a, a burned house, a burned outhouse at a kibbutz, found a woman and a child who had been murdered and burned by Hamas terrorists. Also today, President Biden was in Egypt, or rather in Israel, uh, promising support from the United States. More and more, the media in the United States is touting the talking points of terrorists as Israel continues to find the murdered and mutilated bodies of Israelis. With news commentary and with an eye on Bible prophecy, we welcome back to Crosstalk Dr. Richard Schmidt, pastor of Union Grove Baptist Church, founder of Prophecy Focus Ministries. He's a speaker on the weekly TV program Prophecy Focus, the radio broadcast Prophecy Unfolding, spent some 32 years in law enforcement, and uh, then uh, has also authored several books, including Are You Going to a Better Place, Daniel's Gap, Paul's Mystery, Tribulation to Triumph, The Olivet Discourse, Globalism, The Great World Consumption, and Artificial Intelligence, Transhumanism, and the De-Evolution of Democracy. Dr. Schmidt, welcome back here to Crosstalk. Well, thanks so much for having me in these troubling times. I'm glad we get to talk with the folks regarding some of these issues that are happening as we speak. And we've got a lot to unfold today, but uh, first of all, if you would just give me your overall assessment of what's unfolding in Israel and this very barbaric attack. Well, obviously, from since it took place a little over a week ago now, the numbers continue to rise and the barbaric conditions that took place when Hamas broke through the borders of Gaza, uh, just a, a huge catastrophic failure, if you will, the border security, that's on Israel. But what is on Hamas, what is on uh, the Islamic jihadist movement is the absolute barbaric treatment of Israeli people, uh, the slaughtering of people, the beheading of people, the raping of people, the absolute murder of innocents, and it's just a diabolical, horrific situation right now. It really is. Uh, Just earlier today, from the Consulate General of Israel to the Midwest, uh, we received a message from Israel's president, uh, that, that is Isaac Herzog, and I'd like to play the clip and, and have you comment on it. Uh, this uh, we received uh, just hours ago here today. Dear brothers and sisters, achayot v'achim, Jews from all over the world and all Jewish communities around the world. I've just returned from a kibbutz in southern Israel. The name of the kibbutz is Be'eri, an incredible community who made the desert bloom building immense industries, raising crops and families, a story that shows the incredible accomplishments of Israel and our people. Eight decades ago, the Jewish people saw the worst of human cruelty. We stood on our feet, fought for a home, and created something wonderful. When I returned from the kibbutz, I had to wash the blood off my shoes. Hamas terrorists murdered more than 100 people there, 10% of the kibbutz. They took others hostage. The houses of the kibbutz are blackened shells. What we have seen in the past week has changed us forever. Israel was founded as a response to the atrocities of the Holocaust and World War II, as an expression of the values of civilization. These values have been violated with unimaginable cruelty and live streamed on social media. by our enemies. Children were slaughtered, women raped. More than 1,300 innocent Israeli citizens, Jews, and people from all over the world from 36 countries were murdered in one day. I've seen things I don't want to describe. This isn't a fight between one small state and a Palestinian terror group. This is a battle between civilization and barbarity. 
If you are against a bloodthirsty disregard for human life, you stand with Israel. If you are on the side of human dignity and civilization, you stand with Israel. In 1948, when our new state was attacked and outnumbered by the Arab world, when our very existence was in doubt, our brothers and sisters in Jewish communities around the world mobilized and helped save the Jewish state and make it bloom and flourish throughout the ages. And you have continued to stand by us all along the way. I know that many of you have families in Israel who are worried. Many of you are watching in agony and pain. Your best friends are in Israel. I know you feel the same grief we do. And I know you share our pride and trepidation as our sons and daughters take the fight to the enemy. I know you share in our frustration and anger when our actions to defend ourselves are questioned, even when we abide entirely by international law. So, dear friends, there are painful and decisive weeks ahead. Our history teaches us that when the Jewish people is united and resolute, there is nothing that is impossible. I thank you for all you have done to support and stand up for Israel. I am so overwhelmed by incredible show of support, as if the entire Jewish mishpacha has woken up again as a lion. And I thank you for continuing to stand by us. This is a moment of tragedy, but also a moment of rebirth. The paradise in Beri, which was turned into hell, please God, will turn back into paradise. Am Israel Chai. This was Israel's President Isaac Herzog. Uh, Pastor Schmidt, he called this a battle between civilization and barbarity. Well, absolutely. It's it's just incredible when you look at, and again, uh, we, we want to be kind, but yet we have to be truthful. When we're looking at the Islamic jihadist movement, it is barbaric. There's There's no excuse for the type of behavior. This is not about, by the way, property. This is about a religious war. This is about... Uh, Islamic uh, jihadists, those that take an extremist view, and uh, death is part of their their program, and the, and they certainly support that. So yes, uh, civilization, those that don't live in a barbaric condition, certainly this is it's outrageous, and that's why the entire world is basically condemning Hamas, except for those that are supporters of the Islamic jihadist movement. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's it's beyond words. It's almost hard to describe, and I think uh, those listening will share our same sentiments. We're all outraged at what's been taking place with this barbaric, uh, just unthinkable way of doing business. Today, President Biden visited Israel, uh, spoke there. They are approximately eight hours ahead of us right now. Uh, promised U.S. support as well as uh, pledging to bring U.S. hostages uh, back home again. Your reaction to the president's visit, uh, statements made, etc.? Well, again, I I want to give the president the benefit of the doubt. There, certainly, if we look at it from a real open-minded situation, why did he do what he did? Why did he go into Israel, and what was his purpose? Well, it, I just have to be straightforward, and if we're going to be uh, uh, analyzing this from a realistic standpoint— during his speech, the one thing that absolutely shocked me, maybe not others, was $100 million that uh, he decided to give to Gaza people. Now, of course, from a humanitarian standpoint, I don't want to see anyone, any of the innocents, so to speak, uh, perish or go through horrific, horrible times. But on the other hand, $100 million of American taxpayer money that was given to a particular section of the world that uh, just literally massacred 1,300 Jewish people, plus folks from our state as well, from our country, I I found that a little bit suspect. Why did he do that? Well, an election is coming up, and we got to be honest, he's trying to make points with not only Israelis, but $100 million worth of support was given for those that would be on the total opposite side. I did not hear, and maybe I missed it, but I did not hear what the package uh, um, money would amount to that would be given to support Israel. So again, I'm sure that's going to be forthcoming, but uh, um, I appreciated his remarks when it was pro-Israel. I appreciated his support of backing up the Jewish people. Uh, but again, I found it a little suspect when both sides of the coin were 
quite frankly, given considerable amount of play. Indeed, and many are very concerned that this money is going to hand, you know, be given right over to Hamas to further terrorism. And and as our guest pointed out yesterday on this program, it's the Palestinians who elected Hamas to be their political leadership in in the Gaza. Uh, absolutely, and 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 that's where all of this becomes very confusing, especially those of of us who live in America. We don't live through the politics. We don't live through the religion, uh, uh, if you will, of Islam in specifically Gaza or up in Lebanon and Syria, which are now starting to, uh, of course, increase Iraq, Iran, all of these issues. It's all religious based. It's, It's very confusing because we don't think in those modes, Christians, those that want civilization, think about peace and how things can go in a proper manner. That's not how those folks think. Hezbollah, which is to the north in Lebanon, was very upset that President Biden would come to Israel. Just handed to me now that that uh, Hezbollah actually, uh, in their outrage, was calling for a day of anger to take place today against the president. Uh, they said, let tomorrow, this was said yesterday, let tomorrow Wednesday be an unprecedented day of anger against the enemy and its crimes. This is Lebanese terror group Hezbollah said against Biden's visit to the Zionist entity to cover and protect this criminal entity. The message should be clear that this is a day without turning back on the path of resistance, victory and retribution for the oppressed against the oppressor. Well, as we've been seeing, if you watch closely the the news right now, the flags of the Palestinians, they are making them red right now, which is basically it's time for war. So there's definitely, and if if people are watching the news and the immediate feeds, and I have a particular outlet where I almost get minute-by-minute updates, uh, the fronts on the north, in other words, out of Lebanon, Syria, have been acting up. American bases in Iraq, three of them were targeted, and fortunately the United States was able to intercept that. So this is definitely starting to increase. The war zone, if you will, is going to dramatically increase, barring a miracle. Yeah, indeed. And increasingly, we're seeing the major media in our country come alongside with the pro-Palestinian slant in all of this as well. Uh, Pro-Hamas position, uh, even proclaiming uh, that the, a hospital was bombed yesterday, blaming Israeli defense forces almost immediately. They were, they were touting the lines from the uh, the terrorist Hamas. Uh, media was doing that. And I, I heard a phone call this morning that was intercepted by Israeli intelligence, apparently between two members of Hamas, indicating the rocket belongs to Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Uh, very interesting developments there. And, and uh, there's even calling into question whether or not this hit the hospital. Right. Well, I've seen multiple video clips from, again, this particular source that I have. Uh, the parking lot of the hospital, definitely, there were a bunch of cars that got hit. They're burned up. The building itself, the hospital, and I, I just don't, based on the intelligence I've seen, the pictures of the hospital afterwards by those in Israel, there seems to be, if casualties at all existed, it would be extremely small. So it, it's the fake news is going crazy right now. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Richard Schmidt, our guest here today from Prophecy Focus Ministries, pastor of Union Grove Baptist Church. We're talking about Israel's fight against terrorism today. More news to unfold as well as uh, getting a perspective uh, on what the Bible says is forthcoming. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, did the animals that we see fossilized today live millions and millions of years ago? Chris, according to evolution, they did, but I question that. First, note that most of the fossils are nearly identical to modern-day organisms. There are clams in the fossil record, and there are clams today. Maybe a little bit different, but still clams. Theologically, if the fossils died long ago, then what does that do to the biblical teaching that things were very good in the beginning? Did things die and experience pain before man, before God called things very good? No, in the beginning there was no death. It was Adam's sin which brought the wages of sin, which is death. If death existed before sin, then death is not the penalty for sin, and Christ's death paid no penalty. Chris' recent creation is absolutely essential, even to the salvation doctrine. As we go back to Genesis, we can get it right. This is Chris O'Brien. Thanks for going back to Genesis. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Richard Schmidt with us here today, founder of Prophecy Focus Ministries, a speaker on the TV prophecy program called Prophecy Focus, available on vcy.tv nationwide. Yeah, you can watch it, vcy.tv. I would encourage you to do so. Download the, get the free app, a free account. It is ad-free. It is subscription-free at vcy.tv. Watch Prophecy Focus. Also, his program, Prophecy Unfolding, which airs on broadcast radio. Some uh, 32 years in law enforcement, uh, but uh, has been a student of Bible prophecy a good portion of his life and uh, studies these these very matters. Uh, I'd like to, there's been a lot of uh, criticism also coming against Israel saying, uh, you know, you're you're carrying this too far and you've got to watch out for the citizens of, of, of Palestine. And I, I've got another audio clip here. This is an Israeli soldier speaking to ABC News uh, as they question him about civilian deaths in Gaza. Here's how that went. There are those voices there across this region and elsewhere who say the price of military action is too great, that too many civilians are now dying, too many Palestinians are already dying. We're in a full war here, and the responsibility isn't on us. You should take that question straight back to Hamas. We are here because we have no other choice. No other choice. We didn't ask for this. It came upon us. Well, let's be 100% honest, too. Again, Americans... Those that aren't used to living in this type of an environment, this seems outrageous. Uh, You get attacked, and all of a sudden, everybody becomes innocent citizens. Well, uh, understanding who these groups are that live in Gaza, understanding their tremendous support of the Islamic movement, the jihadist movement, Hamas being there, we have to be a little bit cautious in overreacting to what Israel is doing. There's massive amount of terror cells. Uh, what we like to say is there's the above-ground movement and there's the below-ground movement. Israel has been taking out targeted sites in Israel. They've been hitting the Hamas, uh, basically their leadership and, and those that are involved. Unfortunately, yes, I, I mean, there's no doubt about it that on occasion civilians are going to be hit. But Again, this is war. This isn't a little conflict. This isn't something that's on a small-time basis. This is a huge war taking place. Meanwhile, in Washington, we've got members of the so-called squad, uh, Rashida Tlaib, uh, Ilhan Omar, uh, Representative Presley, and others, uh, calling for Israel to cease their response to the Hamas terror attack, calling upon them. And it's not only the squad. Uh, Epic Times is reporting that China says Israel has gone beyond self-defense in response to to the Hamas attack. Well, isn't it amazing that uh, Vladimir Putin happens to be in China right now? Isn't it amazing that China has uh, made strong rhetoric against the United States as well as Israel? So it's no doubt, and uh, we, we can look at Bible prophecy in time, but uh, isn't it amazing also that in Ezekiel 38 and 39 and Revelation 16, it specifically names Russia as well as China as being aggressors against Israel? It's just, uh, as we would say, setting the stage for Bible prophecy. Another thing that's been unfolding since the story came out yesterday about the hospital being bombed, that's what we were told, that's what was reported, but uh, almost simultaneously we have protests breaking out, like at the U.S. Embassy in Beirut and and Israeli embassies, U.S. embassies in other countries as well. Well, make no mistake about it, and this is where Americans need to, uh, quite frankly, we need to wake up. There is a massive amount of cells within uh, uh, Islamic jihadist cells within America. I mean, this is this is nothing new. It's something that uh, the government sources ever since I was in office, and that's over four years ago now, has definitely put out there. We were seeing these things rise up. We're seeing the Palestinian protests rising up. Folks, this is something, uh, and by no means, catch my words, no means should we become actively violent or militaristic in what we're doing. But our government, our police, our, quite frankly, National Guard and our sources, they need to be on high alert based on what's taking place. We must protect our citizens. I'd like to also have you comment. uh, Let's bring Iran into the picture because we have uh, Iran's foreign minister posting this ominous tweet that said, time is running out for Israel. Prophetically speaking, Iran has a, a, a an important role in all of this as well. Absolutely. Ezekiel 38 and 39, which has been 
uh, for those that are Christians that are familiar, even the secular, believe it or not, uh, it's coming up in the secular feeds. Ezekiel 38 and 39, for those not familiar with it, are, is called the Gog-Magog War. Well, Magog actually back in the day would have been Russia, and it is Russia today. So it's a matter of understanding what those countries are named in Ezekiel 38 and 39. We're talking about Russia. We're talking about Turkey. We're talking about Libya. We're talking about Ethiopia, Sudan, and so forth. These are all Islamic nations that will, in the future, rise up against Israel. However, based on, uh, uh, if you will, a strict dispensational look at prophecy, uh, that will not happen. We're not in the Ezekiel 38-39 war. It is not anywhere near mimicking what that war is going to be. And again, from my perspective as a dispensational teacher of Bible Scripture, one major event must take place first, which is the rapture of the church, age saints, the removal of God's people, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen to 18 uh, before that war can break out. Do you see Israel standing down at this time? No, I, I absolutely don't. I don't know what the president, of course, nobody knows what took place behind closed doors. Did the president make some type of overture toward Israel? Did he basically make some type of deal with them? Don't know. The only thing I do know is that the ground incursion uh, into Hamas, Hamas territory was ready to go, and then all of a sudden, President Biden announced that he was going to Israel. The next thing we know, there's a stand down and that incursion did not take place. So I guess the best we can say until we know the facts is we just got to wait and see what's going to happen. Pastor Richard Schmidt with us here today on Crosstalk. By the way, his uh, website, uh, prophecyfocus.org, prophecyfocus.org. I learned this morning that a Jewish student at Drexel University in Philadelphia had their dorm room set ablaze last week. That's according to the New York Post. We are seeing just a very strong anti-Jewish, pro-Palestinian sentiment on many college and university campuses. Well, this is nothing new. It's, it's been constantly getting bigger and bigger. And here's the thing. And again, we've got to be blunt. We've got to be honest with ourselves. When the northern borders of Canada and other places opened up several years ago and started allowing thousands and thousands of Palestinian refugees to come through Canada and now into America, when our southern border, when you can walk through our southern border, it doesn't matter if you're a a Latino, Mexican, wherever, also we have terrorists coming in from uh, other areas of the world, including Islamic jihadists. Isn't it amazing the amount of young men, fighting age men, that have come across the borders documented that that's taking place? Uh, we've got to be, we've got to wake up, get our head out of the sand, stop being ostriches, and realizing that if America doesn't get ourselves in gear, we got a huge problem coming. Yeah, indeed, uh, because especially as we see uh, these matters unfolding so quickly that, you know, we have these world calls for jihad to take place and, and so forth, days of rage, a day of anger uh, today as well. Uh, just overall, many feel something very large is is brewing, brewing here at this time. More nations entering into the war. Uh, Pastor Schmidt, you speak on Bible prophecy often. What's your perspective on this? Where do you see things heading at this point? Uh, biblically speaking, we don't, we can't set dates, times, or whatever. But, but uh, the Bible does address what is in store for this world. Well, again, what do we know for a fact? We know that the Middle East is definitely in an uproar right now. When you look at could this be, and and there's no there's no way to say it is or isn't. Is this setting the stage, if you will, for Bible prophecy for Ezekiel thirty eight and thirty nine for the gigantic Islamic war that'll come up against Israel? The only thing that I can say is there has to be an event. Uh, a pastor called me the other day and he said, Rich, is this the the beginning of Ezekiel 38 and 39? And I said, not at this point. But if today I meet you in the air going up to heaven when we meet Jesus at the rapture, it very well could be. So it, it, we don't know because we're still waiting for the one major event that we know must happen first. It hasn't happened yet. But boy, if the rapture happens, it could go right into that major war. Um, with the conflict breaking out as it is, we see the hostilities coming against Israel from many Islamic nations here at this point. Uh, not only uh, Hamas, Hezbollah to the north, we know the, the hatred Iran has uh, toward Israel, Syria, of course, as well. Um, 
it seems like the time is ripe for a man of peace to come along. Well, what, and that's exactly what the, in Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, better known as Daniel's 70-week prophecy, the major thing that's going to take place, Daniel 9, 27, that starts the seven-year tribulation clock ticking is the Antichrist coming on scene and confirming a peace treaty with the Jewish people. Well, uh, uh, basically, that would mean all of the Islamic nations, the peace treaties that are being, quite frankly, they're there, but they're not, let's just be honest, they're not super enforced at this point with uh, Egypt, with Jordan, with others. Jordan right now, boy, they're, they're having a riot right now at the, uh, the embassy. Uh, so all these issues, are they setting the stage for Bible prophecy to come true? Absolutely. I believe it's the beginning stages. I just don't know how much farther it's going to be before it really happens. Sure. We see uh, resolutions coming forward through, through Congress, uh, even the actions from the president himself taking a very pro-Israel position at this point. But there is coming a day when even the United States will be turning its back on Israel. Well, here's the unfortunate thing, and here's another unknown. It's amazing, and most people that are uh, familiar with their Bibles know that the United States of America is not mentioned in Bible prophecy. Well, why is that? And that's a huge unknown that God didn't tell us. Uh, does it mean that uh, based on things that are taking place, based on the uproar in the world right now, based on... Uh, uh, Russia meeting with China as we speak. Does America have a future? And that's a scary thing. And I'm not trying to be sensational or mm-hmm. or scare the fire out of people, but boy, isn't it amazing? Where does it, where does America sit? We're in a precarious position right now. And uh, again, we're looking forward to Jesus coming and getting us out of here. But uh, we don't know if America is going to exist when the tribulation begins or by the time it ends. So in light of all these things, what is your message to believers today? What is your message to non-believers? Well, the message to believers is this. We need to get off, as uh, uh, the old song says, our blessed assurance and get busy telling folks about Christ. Number one, we can get mad. We can get upset. We can say, well, I'm going to have, you know, 50 guns in my house. That's not going to change anything. The only thing that will change anything before Jesus Christ comes to take us home is being active about telling folks the greatest news ever given to mankind, that Christ Jesus came to the world to save sinners. So do what God's called us to do. The church needs to, and as a pastor, that's what I've been telling our folks, get out there, tell folks about Jesus, do the work that we've been called to do. The government, we can't do what the government does. We don't have the armaments. We don't have the battle. Uh, the God's called us to a spiritual battle. For the unsaved, for those that, if you will, have uh, not placed their faith and trust in Christ, they don't know for sure if they died, they go to heaven. Boy, I just, I mean, that's that's the job of the Christian, to let these dear folks know there is a better way, there is a hope, there is an assurance that can only be found through placing their faith and trust in Christ. And friends, today is the day of salvation, and uh, just be observant of what's happening in this world today, and uh, wake up to these times. Uh, things are brewing. We're coming to a head. We don't know the times, uh, with the day or the hour of the Lord's return, but uh, we do know He is coming back. I'd like to open our phone lines here today on Crosstalk. Our number is 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. Taking your questions, taking your brief comments here today on Crosstalk. Uh, This is uh, Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. Nearly every common behavioral problem is considered to be a disease in American culture today. Gambling, overeating, and certainly drugs and alcohol. But God's Word lovingly tells us the truth about the very heart of addiction. Yet the Bible is a neglected resource for those who suffer from these so-called addictions. One of the reasons for this is that people choose to believe the theories and ideas of mankind that the disease renders them powerless to overcome the problem. However, a Christian is not powerless and has the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit to enable them to say no to choices that will mentally enslave them. In the book, The Heart of Addiction, biblical counselor Mark Shaw confronts these life-dominating sins and provides biblical tools to help us examine our heart's motives at the root of addiction and how to obtain victory. The Heart of Addiction is available for a donation of $15 or more to VCY America. Ask for it when you call 1-800-729-9829. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, Israel's fight against terrorism, our topic today, but also taking a look at Bible prophecy as well. And uh, we're taking your questions today or brief comments at 800-733-9829. Right now, the phone lines are packed. So if uh, as soon as you hear somebody uh, finish your call with us, that would be your opportunity to give us a call. Uh, Pastor Schmidt is with us today. His website, prophecyfocus.org, prophecyfocus.org. Many of you have uh, obtained his books. We've got them available here through VCY, uh, such as, and, and perhaps even relating to uh, our topic today, that tribulation to triumph, the Olivet Discourse, and the globalism, the great world consumption. Uh, these are kinds of issues that you address in, in these books. Absolutely. And uh, boy, it's becoming so timely. The things, the, the prophetic books that I've written on, the globalism, AI transhumanism, and the de-evolution of democracy. Boy, these things are yeah. just smacking us in the face right now. We're seeing them right before us, friends. And uh, let's go to the phone lines here today, taking your phone calls. We're going to begin with, uh, let's see, Bruce in Arizona. Bruce, you're on the air. Hi, good afternoon, gentlemen. I had a, uh, a quick comment about... Uh, where is America in prophecy? And I would just point out that the word or the name Jerusalem, USA, is right in the middle of that name. And then my other comment is that I believe that the people in the United States and the world need to be reminded that when Joshua brought the Israelites across the Jordan River, he was told by God to wipe out the Canaanites. And guess who did not exist in the land of Canaan at that time? Palestinians. Palestinians do not have a historical claim to that land. Thank you. Pastor, your comment on, on the matter of uh, Palestinians, uh, we found uh, yesterday, and we heard the audio clip from the king of, of Jordan, who said, we're not taking any Palestinian refugees here. Yeah, it's interesting because, first of all, we have to go back to Genesis where all of this started. We have uh, Isaac and Ishmael, Jacob and Esau. All of these factions started way back almost uh, 4,000 years ago, and they just keep going. Uh, and it's just, the Palestinian or the Arab, or uh, which all, of course, tie into the Islamic issue, these fights have been going on for several thousand years, and they're going to keep going on until Jesus comes. And the fact that the letters of USA are in the word Jerusalem uh, does not put the USA in Bible prophecy. <laughs> no, that's that actually came about from Dr. Jimmy DeYoung. The late Dr. Jimmy DeYoung uh, uh, talked about that, but certainly that's uh, it's it's an interesting little fact, but there's certainly no prophecy associated with it. We've got Kevin calling next in Wisconsin. Kevin, you're on the air. Yeah, I see uh, over the the time of studying, there's a lot of parallels between Judah and the United States. And the other thing is, when Jimmy was alive, Jimmy DeYoung, I had showed him in Isaiah chapters 9, verses 11, starting verse 10. If we've got Russia and Syria right now, that would be uh, similar to it's in Judas Maccabees um, when they were attacked from the north. And then you got the Philistines that are across the Pacific. So the Judah reference could be the United States. Well, I definitely would disagree with that. Uh, the Bible, when you take it not allegorically and spiritualizing it, we take it from a literal perspective. So I appreciate the thought, and I know there's others that may hold to that, but uh, from a strict literal interpretation of God's Word, which is the way I believe God wants us to interpret it, then I'd have to respectfully disagree. Thank you, Kevin. We've got Randy in Grafton, West Virginia. You're on the air. Yes, I was just wondering if the Israelis had launched a preemptive strike into Gaza like they did, let's say, in 1982 in Lebanon, and if they would have cleaned it out a few years ago, would that have helped anything? Would that have prevented this attack, or is this inevitable anyways? Well, interesting question. Again, it's speculation, so we don't know what would have taken place. The only thing we do know is that there had been peace, basically, moderate peace. Uh, There's always been little rockets being lobbed in from... uh, uh, Gaza into a place called Starot, which is one of the communities in southern Israel. So it's been ongoing. The unfortunate thing is, and and this is what Israeli government intelligence will say, it's been since 1973, 50 years ago, there's not been a major incursion. And now all of a sudden, because uh, uh, this incursion happened, Israel woke up, and it's like, we have to take drastic action, so they have to respond. Um, uh, they admittedly were a little bit asleep at the wheel to allow this to take place, but they're 
obviously have to clean up the mess now. Thanks for the call. We're going to another caller from West Virginia, Clarksburg. West Virginia, we have Scott calling. Scott, you're on the air. Yeah, this is Scott Harrison. I was just calling uh, just to ask a question about, like, so uh, with the dispensational view, like, that is, it's kind of like a handicap for the church uh, because it's like you're only trusting, you got one map, and you're trusting this one map to guide you in the last days. But the, le- but the map is read into the Bible. It's not from the Bible. Okay. Pastor Schmidt, your response. Well, again, uh, if you read my book, Daniel's Gap, Paul's Mystery, What Paused the Prophetic Calendar, it's a very high-level, doctoral-level discussion regarding God's prophetic calendar in Daniel 9, 24 to 27, which is very specific. The dates are there. It's undeniable. Uh, what God has done. So I, I know there's the, the covenant theologians out there, the Reformed theologians that would disagree. But again, they allegorize and spiritualize the text and with all due respect, kind of make it up as they go along instead of taking a literal approach. A literal approach is very synchronizes the old, the new uh, uh, from a prophetic standpoint. And in my opinion, which I think is biblical, it's undeniable. Thank you for the call. And uh, do you feel you use the term handicapped by holding to a dispensational view that there's just this one way that's got to work out? Well, I think God, what God said he meant, he didn't have 52 ways to describe it or 52 ways to change it. What God said he meant and uh, the literal approach, the historical, contextual, grammatical, literal approach does not allow for error. It's very specific. It, it synchronizes Genesis through Revelation. And uh, it's not hard to uh, uh, have to follow what God said. Julie is calling next from Arizona. Hi, Julie, you're on the air. Okay, it's a quick question, I'm just want, and I'll take my answer off the air. Mm-hmm. Since we are all descendants of Adam and Eve and Noah, don't we all have a little bit of Jewish DNA in, our, in us? Thank you. Thank you for the call. I, let's go back to, uh, not to Adam and Eve, but it goes to Abraham, does it not? Yeah, it does. The Genesis 1 through 11, the first 2,000 years of history, of which the time period when the flood took place, the quite quite frankly, if if you followed that, it would be the Jewish people have a little bit of Gentile blood, not the opposite, because in uh, Genesis chapter twelve, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the patriarchs, came after the flood. So actually, they came out of, uh, if you will, out of the Gentile people. So it would be just the opposite. So we have something called the Abrahamic covenant with God. Let's just focus on that for just a moment, because it was very pinpointed as to who this this covenant was with. Right. In Genesis chapter 12, uh, specifically verses 1 to 3, where the Abrahamic covenant begins, God calls Abraham, uh, basically tells him to go to a land, specific land, which happens to be the land of Israel, and he would start to build his people. Also, and one of the great pieces and why I applaud President Biden at least making uh, some positive moves towards Israel today Genesis 12, 3, one of the reasons why I think America hasn't been destroyed yet, it says, I'll bless those who bless Israel, I'll curse those who curse you. And we have been, uh, uh, at least for the most part, pro-Israel. And I think God honors that. So we saw that covenant given to the promise given to Abraham, to his son Isaac, and to Jacob and their descendants. So that's that's really where we're seeing uh, Israel come about. But but also, it's it's just not the people, but it's the land as well. It's something called the, the land covenant. Right, the land covenant. And of course, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, so just so there's no confusion there. Uh, yes, God very specifically, Genesis chapter 15, outlines the land of Israel. By the way, the outline of Israel, the, the land that God's giving to them, hasn't. they have never had the amount of land that God promised to them. During uh, what we call the Millennial Kingdom, Revelation 20, verses 1 to 7, they will receive basically almost, uh, they only about 10% of the land that God's promised them. During the Millennial Kingdom, uh, they will have a much, much larger piece of land than they possess today. Our phone number to Crosstalk, 800-733-9829. Don in Oxford, Wisconsin, you're on the air. I'd like uh, Dr. Schmidt to explain to me why uh, the, the rapture has to come before Ezekiel 38 comes. I'm looking at uh, Thessalonians 4, 13-18, and to me that just, explains to them why those who are dead will will come to be in heaven, too, along with those who are living. Okay. 
Very good observation. You're absolutely right. We don't get the prophetic timeline from 1 Thessalonians 4 nor 1 Corinthians 15, which is the other rapture passage. You must understand Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, Daniel's 70 weeks. It is documented, and the history is there. Several things that the that prophecy tells us. It told us exactly when Christ would come. Did you catch that? Exactly when Jesus would come. Uh, each of those weeks is a seven-year heptad. Now, I can't go into all that. You're talking about the incarnation, his birth. Yes, mm-hmm. and his death, actually. Uh, Daniel 9, 26 prophesies the day of his death. You say, well, how did we get to the day of his death? Well, he said, when a decree is given for the Jewish people to go back from Babylon to restore Jerusalem, there would be 69 weeks, 69 weeks being a Hebrew heptad, each week equals seven years, which means 483 years from the date that King Artaxerxes gave that decree would have been when Christ died. Well, guess what, folks? It happened exactly as prophesied. We're currently in the gap between... Daniel 9.26 and Daniel 9.27 are the 69th and 70th week of Daniel when the church age exists and as soon as the rapture takes place because it is the Jewish prophetic calendar in Daniel, not the church age calendar. Again, I'm not trying to sell books, but uh, if you contact VCY uh, for a copy of Daniel's Gap, Paul's Mystery, uh, you can contact them. They can tell you what the price is, and it goes through it in detail. Let's uh, go next to Mingo in Texas. Mingo, you're on the air. Yes, Brother Jim, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Brother Jim, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. And uh, I just want to say that that we're on God's time clock, and we don't know the hour, the day. All we know that Israel came back to be a nation. And we have in our hearts and the Holy Spirit within us tells us that it is pretty soon that Christ is going to come back. And about the United States not being in prophecy, that is very correct. And Brother Jim, as you know, we live along the Rio Grande Valley in the state of Texas. We're uh, about to uh, uh, Mexico. And people are coming across, and not only here in the Rio Grande Valley, but up in El Paso, Del Rio. And we don't know what type of people mm-hmm. are coming across. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, you start thinking about, you know, if we're not on prophecy, the all these people that are coming in here, they might do something to us, you know. And we're praying, uh, you know, that everything in God's plan, that it's going to come uh, to Bible prophecy, and it's going to come true. Amen. That, you know, whatever whatever he has Christ for us, it's in the Bible, and we believe the Bible. Amen. The B-I-B-L-E, uh, Brother Jim. Indeed. Thank you, Mingo, for the call. I'm up against a break. We'll have our guest comment afterwards. Uh, appreciate your call here today. Uh, from Texas. Uh, back in just one minute, you're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. We're talking about Israel's fight against terrorism, but also looking at the prophetic side of all of this as well. We'll be back in one minute here on Crosstalk. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. This week, we're hearing from liberals, our progressives, whatever you want to call them, from all over the world, crying Israel as an apartheid state, a racist state, an occupier. Well, first off, even the Quran says the land belongs to them. But of course, ultimately, the Bible does, God's word. Are they an apartheid state? Are they a racist state? Well, going back to the presidency of George H. Bush, U.S. Senator Uh, Rudy Boschowitz, he raised a lot of money as a Jewish businessman and U.S. Senator for Israel to bring black Ethiopian Jews out of Ethiopia who are being persecuted. And that has happened many times with many operations over the years. Really, an apartheid racist state bringing black Ethiopian Jews to the safety of Israel and integrating them into the community. Oh, yeah. And then the Arabs, they can hold office, be in the Knesset on the Supreme Court. These are the facts many don't know.
This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Dr. Richard Schmidt is with us here today. By the way, he'll be joining me on television this Monday night on VCY.TV across the country. You'll be able to pick that up as well at uh, 7 o'clock Central Time this coming Monday evening. But uh, his program, Prophecy Focus, also available on VCY.TV. So Mingo called from Texas and uh, was uh, one of the, he mentioned several things there, but one of which he talked about was what's a, he's living right there at the border uh, there with Mexico and have no idea who is coming across the border. I do know we see stories that are coming here about those that are of Middle Eastern descent. We see, see the, uh, just recently, a few days ago, Syrians being uh, detained at the border. We've seen many on the terror watch list that have been apprehended at the border. We don't know how many under the Gataway category. It's a real concern. Well, it certainly is. And I'm because I have a pastor's heart, I want to just put a little balance into that. I am absolutely outraged when I hear that terrorists, potential people that are on watch lists and so forth come in here. The one thing I do, especially for God's people at this point, is to remember that every person is a soul for whom Christ died. So even though we may have a strong dislike of uh, the beliefs of some, those that uh, certainly, there's no way on earth I can support the Islamic jihadist type movement. But when these people come into our communities and when we meet them, the only thing that can change their heart, just like any other person, is the gospel. So uh, I encourage folks, don't be mean, don't be disrespectful, be godly, tell folks the gospel. That Just imagine, if these folks get saved before any of these type of things take place, any of the violence takes place, it's a win. It's a win for for the kingdom, if you will. It's a win for Christianity. It's a win for that person. So, again, I'm not saying to to, to let up on your guard, but, boy, get that gospel out to these folks. They they need it, too. Indeed. Uh, And one of the books that you and I have interviewed, Are You Going to a Better Place?, that shares the gospel, in addition to that, specifically for Muslims, uh, on our website right now. Right now at vcy.org, you'll find a little green booklet there uh, that is uh, the Straight Way to Grace Ministry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's speaking to Muslims. It's written a 24-page booklet by Usama Daktak on leading Muslims to Christ, and uh, certainly a very powerful booklet. Let's go to uh, another caller. Joey is calling from Maryland. Joey, thanks for your patience. You're on the air. Hello, Joey. Okay, let's try Anthony in Wisconsin. Anthony, you're on the air. Oh, yes, Jim. Long-time listener. Um, thank you for all you guys do. Um, say, I just would like to make a comment on, you know, you talked about the United States not being in the Bible, right? In Bible prophecy. <laughs> Bible prophecy, yes. Um, well, <laughs> I my people helped the whites. We were originally from the East Coast, and, you know, they would have starved us. And now we got pushed over to Wisconsin, of course. And um, I just wonder what you thought about, um, should the Indians just keep... You know, Anthony, we're not going that direction with our interview today. It has nothing really to do with our discussion here today. So, though I appreciate your call, I appreciate your long time listening to the program. We're going to move on so we can stay focused on our topic for today. Uh, thank you so much, and thank you for understanding. Call If you would call it a, another time when we're dealing more in that in that arena. Uh, Leonard is calling next from Wisconsin. Leonard, you're on the air. Hello, yeah, I'm glad to do my call. Uh, I had a question. Uh, again, I know a lot of, you know, it's been about America and Bible prophecy, and I, I've heard, and I'm not saying it's so, but uh, and if you would know about uh, some say Tarshish in England and the Young Lions, I don't know if there's any truth to that. Uh, do you know about that? About Tarshish? Uh, what, b- being England? Yes. Right. About Tarshish being England and the Young Lions that said possibly America could be one of the Young Lions. You know, I don't know okay. much truth to that. Pastor Schmidt. All right. Well, again, there's there's so many different teachers. There's so many different speculative type things that are coming out. I don't deal in speculation specific at all uh, or allegorizing things. It's like God's word is very very specific. It, it's just absolutely just, is. Just read the Bible. Just yeah. And, and again, that's not meant to be. We know better than anyone or trying to take a strong attitude, but it, it really is. If you if you take your time, read the scriptures understand who it's talking about in its proper historical, contextual, grammatical, literal form, you can't lose. Caleb is next in Michigan. You're on the air, Caleb. 
Hey, good morning. Uh, this is Caleb. So with the idea that we are in the end times uh, due to war, rumors of war, false idols, just kind of the craziness going on, what is the main point or the main difference from today versus 20, 50, 100, even 500 years ago? Okay. All right. Thank All right. you, Caleb. All right. First of all, Caleb, I would not state that we are in the prophetic end times. The prophetic end times is basically referring to things that will start after the rapture of the church. So we are not in the prophetic end times yet. That's still to come. If you look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, there's also other passages that talk about the last times, the last days, the perilous times of the uh, when the church age is coming to an end, specifically 2 Timothy 3.1, knowing the last days of the church age, specifically perilous times will come. That's different from, if you will, the eschatological or the study of future times. So Matthew chapter 24, which you quoted from Luke chapter 21, Mark 13, those are speaking about the times that will be taking place during the tribulation after God's people are removed. Thank you for your call here today. And friends, we're down to just 60 seconds, and I apologize to others who are on hold right now, but we have run out of time for additional phone calls uh, here with uh, Dr. Richard Schmidt. Uh, certainly, we're taking a look at Israel today, the fight against terrorism, and uh, and certainly to recognize that uh, Israel uh, is uh, not going to be wiped off the face of the earth as uh, her enemies are seeking to do that, because we can base it upon God's everlasting promise to Abraham and to the, his descendants through Isaac and Jacob. Uh, Dr. Schmidt, half a minute left. What would you like to leave with the listeners today? Well, number one is, uh, based on all the calls that we got today, there's a tremendous lack of understanding of Bible prophecy. There's so many different opinions. I really encourage folks uh, uh, to start studying Bible prophecy. I would encourage them. They can learn what they have, but I'd encourage them to get involved with places uh, such as prophecyfocus.org, where you can get good, strong Uh, uh, messages, books, resources to help them. Finally, yes, we're supporting Israel. We love the the, uh, Jewish people. Keep out there. Keep telling the gospel. Keep praying for Israel as God asked us to do. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. And uh, friends, you'll also find a contact button there at prophecyfocus.org for your uh, further uh, comment questions as well. Prophecyfocus.org, a number of resources available there. Well, friends, uh, yeah, times are certainly uh, challenging around us here today. And uh, let's continue to be praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And uh, let's continue to be salt and light for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.